Hey everyone, Don here. Welcome to Friday Night Stripes. Tonight I've got Larry Darter, goes by LD, and Mike Strawn on with me from uh, from Southern Oklahoma. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys coming on and joining us. So um, LD reached out to to me a, a couple months back and said he was listening to the podcast and he'd like to come on and talk about Oklahoma and football and the crew they've got there. So uh, real happy to have both of them on. Um, LD, why don't, you, why don't you kick us off and tell us a little bit about your history and how you got into officiating, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, I would uh... – I got I got started 30 years ago with uh, my dad. My dad didn't ask me if I wanted to fish shade. He just signed me up. <laughs> and uh, and the rest is history. He is uh, uh, still our current white hat on our crew, and he just finished his 50th season last year. So uh, I did football and basketball with him, and uh, I gave the basketball up 20 years ago, and I am currently currently his back judge still on his high school crew for 30 years. Well, that, so that, 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 must, that must be pretty special. It is. It sure is. He, I mean, he's, I feel like, I mean, he's my dad, but I've, I've learned from the best. I mean, he's, I've, I've worked some semi-pro games with him. I've worked, uh, well, I haven't worked, he worked college. He worked, he did some big eight stuff and, and he's, he's, he's done small college as well. And, uh, but, uh, he's, he's been around a long time and, and he, uh, he drug me around, uh, I started out with those guys with his crew before I was able to call, uh, just going with them on Friday nights and running the clip on the chains. And so I've I've uh, been around the game for uh, a long time. I guess I've been in this crew for 40 years. Wow! <laughs> I was running. I ran the clip for a long time before I was able to uh, start officiating myself. Sure, sure. No, I I, I actually work. Uh, I work. I, I run my father's company. Um, he's, he's semi-retired now. So I, I get sort of the same thing on a daily basis where I get to talk to him. And I, I, I think that's real special. It's real special. It's, it's real special. So, I wouldn't have it any other way. For sure. So, so Mike, how about you? What's your, what's your officiating history? Well, LD's dad got me when I was 14 years old to do, <laughs> start actually in T-ball. And, uh, I started out when I was 14. Actually, after a couple of years of that, he got me into high school softball. And he pulled me out of class one day, and I got to work the Oklahoma, uh, what was it, the regional tournament LD yeah. with, uh, with Larry's dad. So that was, that was really, really special to me. Then I took some time off whenever I went to college and came back. And now I'm on Mr. Darter's crew and have been there for 11 years as his umpire. So he recruits officials all over. Everywhere we go, we'll have lunch, and he always tries to recruit officials. So uh, he's like a second dad to me. So it, it's a it's a very special, uh, very special crew. Absolutely. Well, that that that's absolutely cool, and and it, it's great that he's out there. He's he's been out there trying to recruit people for for that long, and and got you all involved that young. I I have good friends who have uh, sons who have graduated from high school now, and. One of them graduated just last year, and I tried to get him into basketball officiating, um, mainly because that's the sport he played the most. Um, and it, it it's tough. I, I found it tough to get him in because the um, the person in charge of bringing in new officials was kind of no nonsense and kind of 
you're going to have to be here and, and attend all these classes and you're going to have to do this. You have to, instead of being a little more welcoming, it's a little bit more mm -hmm. no nonsense, which I understand for, to, to some degree, maybe, maybe he felt that he needed to make sure that he was going to get a commitment from somebody that young, but it, it scared him off. Um, so, so I wasn't able to get him in to do basketball. So I'm, I'm going to keep working on see if I can get him in to do some sport, but, uh, but yeah, it, yeah it's something we got to work on overall. Whenever we bring new guys in, whether it's kids or, or, uh, you know, college students or, uh, or adults or whatever, they're getting started, you know, a little bit later in their career or whatever, we still mentor these people. We, we try to work the junior high games as many as we can with them. And so that we're there mentoring and then, they also travel with us and, uh, you know, keep penalties on the sideline for us during the game and, you know, and get involved that way. They'll, as we're going to talk about later, though, they'll, they'll get, they'll have the headset on where they can hear what we're doing, our communication. And, uh, and then they write down the penalties and stuff that normally we have a guy on the field has, that has to do. Um, so, uh, we, that, but that's important. You can't just, you can't just throw them to the dogs. I mean, you have to, you have to take care of them and, and uh, and bring them on and that, you know after a year or so you're going to be able to tell if they're going to if they if they like it if they're going to be able to do it if they're going to hang around or not so yeah for sure for sure well as you hinted larry one one thing i wanted to talk about today was was just the use of headsets in general and and any tips y'all have when when we were talking beforehand um mike was saying that your crew has used headsets for about 6 years which is uh, more than than anybody, I think, in our association has used headsets, and and we have a we have a very large association here in Central Florida. Just headsets haven't caught on for whatever reason. Um, so one to one to bring bring some knowledge to to the listeners about uh, about headsets in general. We talked previously about them a little, but wanted to hear from two guys who who've used them for a while. So. Um, I, the, the first thing I've, I've always been told as far as a headset goes is, is to keep the chatter down to, to only, to only relay the important information. How, how do you all distinguish what the right things to be talking about are and, and when the right things to be saying things are? Well, this year, one of the main things that uh, was a challenge for us is we just went to the 42nd clock this year. Right. And at the start of, Whenever we'd get a first down, we would come across the radio, would be like, slow one, slow one, slow one, because you don't have to set the ready. Another thing that we do is at the beginning of a drive, uh, Randy, who is our headlinesman, he'll always come and say, line to gain is the 38-yard line. And so we'll all know where the line to gain is. If we're having a problem with uh, any player, He'll come across and say, "Hey, 38 is suspect," and we'll just go tell the coach, "Hey, we're having a problem with this player. Can you kind of help us?" We'll go talk to a captain, say, "Hey, can you talk to this guy? He's kind of causing some problems." It helps control the game, and it kind of keeps everybody in the loop and knowing what is going on. But we don't chatter a whole lot. The main thing we use it for is, uh, like I said, the line to gain, and it, we also talk about penalties. The numbers that way we don't have to delay the game any more than we have to we came across telling, hey we've got to hold uh 65 grab pick this guy to the ground it's 
on the offense, does the coach want to accept it, decline it, and that way, whichever side has that information, and the coach can tell our wing official, and he can relay it to the white hat, and everybody is in the loop. And Larry, you talk a lot on the radio about uh, your position considered the back judge. Yeah, um, especially when we get down to like on punts, for instance, I let I let the guys know which side I'm on, so that they know which one's coming down at the snap to help out with the uh, first touching and, and whatnot, potential fouls underneath. Um, and then also, when we get down close to the goal line, I let the guys know uh, whether I'm going to, where I'm going to be responsible for the goal line to help them out there, or if I'm back and the two wing guys have the goal line. So it may certainly help out a tremendous amount. And I mean, they're so inexpensive for what they, for what they cost. I mean, you, you get your crew rigged up. Uh, but we got yeah. six radios for $56. Yeah. Yeah. And that's with the headsets included. Yeah. Oh, that's and, really and you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll find some different headsets. We do not use the headset that came with the radios anymore. Started out that way for a few years, I guess. They're, four you, years. For yeah. four years, they were used that way. And, and we found, uh, we found some better headsets that we liked. We, um, you know, we saw we couldn't, if you were at a really loud game, it, it was still a little bit difficult to hear at times. Yeah. And so, you know, we see the college guys and we're like, hey, if they can hear with 90,000 people, we need to we need to look at in the kind of a similar headset to what they have. Because, I mean, we have 6,000 people here, not 90,000. So right. uh, we got to we got to do something to help ourselves out here. And so so we did that. We found that the headsets that are similar to the NCAA headsets with the. Uh, with the boom and everything on them, and they're just they're so clear and uh, man, nineteen dollars. Yeah, they're like nineteen bucks or so. So just for the extra headset there, so you don't you have thirty dollars in a radio maybe, you know, radio and a headset together. So um, it's it's uh, it, it's it's just made the game so much so much easier communication uh, to the crew. It's made it so I, much I, easier. I like the idea of, of a boom um, because I I know. We, I know whenever I've had a game with headsets, and I probably had two or three this year and two or three the year before, um, there were games where it was very hard to hear anything come across unless it was very short and very succinct um, and, and very hard syllables, whatever was being communicated. Um, yeah. So do you, do you think it's the, the, the boom mic that's making the difference, or is it the earpiece, or is it a little bit of both? Well, the, the boom mic definitely makes the difference, um, but it, it's got the uh, it's got the the on ear and not the in ear, like the the, the college guys. There's there's an in ear. There's our in ear. Um, we we've tried some different in ear, not the ones that they use, but uh, we we have the over ear with the boom on, it. and as long as you don't get that boom a long ways from your mouth. Because uh, then it then it kind of distorts it and it's and it's you, you kind of snuck you're in a cave or whatever. But if you have that thing kind of spun over towards your mouth, just out of out of your whistle's way, uh, for when you spit your whistle out, you've got that thing sitting right there. When you talk, it's it's just crystal clear. And so uh, that's that's definitely some good advice for people that are you know getting started with the headsets and somebody who's like yourself that's used them a little and. Uh, looking for another answer um that's that's uh that's definitely a good a good good change that we made right there we, we've tried we've tried lots of different things we tried bluetooth to keep the uh 
the wires from having to be run under your jersey because you don't mm-hmm. need to wear them. They need to be worn. They need to, you need to look good. They need to be underneath your uniform, you know, underneath your jersey. Right. And uh, so we tried some we tried some Bluetooth stuff, but there was just too much interference in the stadiums with uh, with the Bluetooth. So we had to stay with the wires set up. And it and it were they were in the wire setup does work good. Yeah, yeah. Bluetooth. There was just way too much interference. You never knew if you were yeah. transmitting, and you couldn't really hear. I was actually picking up somebody's cell phone call in the game last year, and there was only about oh, we were working a smaller game. There was probably only a thousand people there, and the interference was just you couldn't. It really was useless having the headsets on. Sure. Sure. Well, interesting. Do you all do you all know the name of the uh, particular boom mic headsets you ended up using? They are the Retivas. I'm not sure of the model number, but they're Retivas, and they're on Amazon. I can okay. send, we can send that information to you though. To yeah, you if, you, if you'll if you'll send that along, I'll put that in the show notes, and then people can look at the website sure. to see uh, to see what y'all are using. That'd be great. Thank you for that. So yeah. it it sounds like you all have developed a nice little routine as far as using the headsets go. Um, it, it sounds like the information you're relaying is very is very specific um, and and is built up over years of experience. Did you did you all come up with with what to say and what not to say on your own? Did you did you have uh, other people you were you were talking to on how to how to on what information to relay or um, did you come up with it on your own? Our uh, head linesman was actually one of the NFL replacement officials. And when he started back in high school, he brought his knowledge and he shared it with us. And he's been pretty much the leader of what we say and what we don't say on the radio. And we pretty much just followed his lead. And um, he's really been good, like I said, about uh, telling us, you know, this isn't necessary to say, this is necessary to say, but the pertinent information is is important, such as the fouls, the line to games. And another thing I didn't mention was before the game, when we go to get the teams, the time on the clock is important. That's relayed to us so we can tell the coach, hey, there's three minutes and 15 seconds left on the clock. We need to get your team out or, or whatever. It's been very good as far as timing, making sure the games start and stop, or well, actually start on time and we get to – get them out for halftime on time because you don't want to get that. I don't know if they have it in Florida, but if you're not back on the field with the, before time expires at halftime, it's a 15 yard penalty. Right. Should be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a standard rule. It's a question of how, how often is it enforced? And yeah, we don't ever want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Especially where we are. Um, a lot of uh, almost all the schools, uh, at least the bigger ones, have have bands that that do their then, and the visiting team brings their band. We we our half times are seventeen minutes plus three minutes warm up time. Once you get past the second or third game of the season, there it there's no way halftime ends within that twenty minutes because both bands are taking at least that long. Um, yeah, and and the state has pretty much said to maybe tacitly maybe not officially but has pretty much said to the officials not your problem um if if the bands are on the field too long not your problem not something you should enforce just let us know if there's an issue 
Um, I do yeah. know, <laughs> and and I, I I was in high school band, I was in college band, so I, I have sympathy for what they're doing. But I know there was mm-hmm. one game last year we were out of school. The uh, the first the first band finished with about seven minutes to go in the half. The second band didn't start until there were less than two minutes to go in the half. Oh good. Yeah. And and that to me that was that was a lack of preparation on the band director's part. That that was that was yeah. poor on his part. And if we had penalized that, I would have had no problem with it because that that that's excessive. Um and that's interrupting the game for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, no, the um I definitely what the way we do headsets here is is kind of dictated by how we do crews here. Um, as, as we were talking before the show, um, we're I think we're in the minority in that we don't have set crews um, throughout the year. We we kind of mix and match. You might work with a couple officials for a couple games here and there, but we don't have set crews. And and you all have had your your crew for a while. Um, so the way we do headsets is if the referee has headsets and wants to bring them and wants everybody to use them, we do. And if not, we don't. So um, I haven't gotten to where I bought them yet because I haven't had a, a lot of opportunity to white hat yet. But I'm definitely getting to the point where I'll probably buy a set and and bring them along and, and go from yeah. there. So, well, uh, I mean, with, with the game management, I mean, it just helps us helps us with that. And uh, a lot of the stuff we talk about in, in, during our pregame and things like that, uh, we're able to, you know, have some little, some little bullet points and little reminders, you know, while we're on the field and, and when things are happening, things are getting close, different, different things like that. We're able to just you know, kind of spit something out right there that just uh, uh, is kind of a, a bullet point and just a reminder of where we're at in the game, what's going on, and hey, let's let these kids decide this and and uh, let's let's. You know, let them let them finish this game. They've they played, they've done it all up until now. Let's let's not uh, let's not intervene unless we need to. You know, unless there's a you know a big time uh, advantage gain from one side or the other on a penalty or something like that. We we want the kids to decide it. So we throw little bullet points and little things like that out there every once in a while as well. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's that's when it's that's when it's useful is is just for things like that just to rem, little reminders uh, little pick me ups i'm i'm sure there have been times where um you've had an official and you tell you tell me if this happened in your crew i i, I it happens in our ours sometimes where a, an official makes a call and may feel like he didn't like maybe he kicked the call so you see him kind of check out for a couple plays because he's beating himself up over it. Um, and yeah. I imagine the headsets are good for, for pulling everybody back together and getting everybody going. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, we'll come on and we'll say, Hey, how's a good call? Don't, uh, you know, keep your head in the game basically. Yeah. Well, it, it, in addition, so so we're gonna have a little tangent here. You you all use headsets on the field, and you all were telling me beforehand that you have a, a radio show that you do regularly. So, what is the radio show about, and and what 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 caused y'all to to start it? Well, um, our show, Mike and I'll split this up a little bit. Our show is called the Rest Corner, and it's played on uh, ninety-seven point seven KICM in Ardmore, Oklahoma, and. Uh, we uh, what we basically do is is we have uh, we have a Facebook page at the rest corner and Twitter at the rest corner, 
and uh, what we do is uh, people can send in questions. If they've, if they've been at a peewee camp, if they've been at a, a junior high, high school, or whatever, we get a lot of college and NFL stuff through that we have to look up uh, the college and NFL stuff, but that's being, you know, under federation rules. But uh, we go and, and they, they'll go over over questions that uh, of a specific play that they had in the game, and they want to know um, – you know, if the referee got that right or whatever, we're like, well, we, you know, we can't rule on 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 judgment. What we can do with with the show here is is we will give them the specific rule, and there are quite a few games in this area that are broadcasted through through the radio station, and um, we're we have the luxury of going back and looking at at a lot of these plays, uh, sure, before sure. before we do the show, so we can kind of. Say yeah, we we saw what what you were what you were the, we saw the play you were asking about. You know, we can go back and watch that film, and uh, so it's it's uh it's it's a it's a it's a neat show we've had. Just we've been this is we just did our third year, our third season of it. So wow, um, it's 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 you know it's got a little bit of popularity to it. It's got you know we've got we've got quite a few. I don't know how many people following that. The radio station really broadcasts a really really large area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, so there's a lot more people that we know listen to it, but um, we've 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 had a lot of feedback. The owner of the radio stations had a lot of good positive feedback, and and uh, the the guy that uh, was at the radio station that hosted it with us and did the show with us, uh, you know, we we all we had we had a lot of a lot of good stuff with us. So we had we had a we had a, we've had a lot of fun with it, and uh, it, it you know gives you credibility too that people uh, if they know you're you're referring their game that night because they announced your name for the game uh from if we're doing some of the local area schools which we we do quite a few of the area schools um that that gives us credibility as well because they go well those guys they, i mean they know the rules so uh they would they know what they're talking what they're what they're what they're doing out there like they, they talk about it on the on the radio and they answer our questions for us and and tell us uh what the rules are and and uh you know out of the out of the rule book we'll we'll generally We'll generally go, uh, you know, with a with a word for word uh, explanation out of the rule book, and uh, you know, unless it's one we've gone over and over and over, and then it'll be really close to that. But I, I may not give them exactly word for word. But sure. Uh, um, but that but that's what we do with it. It's uh, um, something we've been doing for for three years now, and and Mike and I really really enjoy it, and, and we have we have we have a lot of fun. We have we have my dad on there every once in a while with us, and. Uh, we don't really have we don't really have guests on that show really or we haven't um uh but it's just it's just hard for people to uh to come into the radio station to uh to record it and uh whether it's live or or, or record it's it's hard for people to to make it into the station to uh to come on so right yeah. well yeah. How, how is it on a regular schedule does is it on every week or what's the schedule for it yeah go ahead Mike. so usually Thursday mornings at uh, 9:10, and it actually they do have an app, uh, KICN, uh, the big station that's on the Apple Store, and I believe it's on the Google Play Store, and they're able to get it there. Hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna ask about getting it archived this year because there's a lot of people that were not able to hear it that wanted to hear it. Sure. And that's something we're shooting for in the near future. It actually. Uh, the show got started. My cousin and I were watching an Oklahoma football game, and he had a question. And he said, "You know, I wish there was a show where you could like write in or or call in and ask. You know, 
why they called it that way and just give a rule reference. And um, Larry was actually doing a soccer radio for Ardmore High School here in town. I pitched the idea to Larry and he talked to the owner of the radio station and next thing we knew we were on the air and uh, it's been a lot of fun and I think uh, we try to make it as formative as we can and another thing we do is even if they have a question about something that happened in a college game, we'll always try to give them the NFHS rule and the NCAA rule to let them know there are differences in the two um, in the two rule packages. Sure, sure. Well, that that that's really cool, and and it's it's absolutely. I, I think there's a benefit to showing that side of the officials um, to the public. I I, I think that, that there's a benefit to to opening ourselves up for um, questions, not not necessarily to question judgment, but to question what happened there and and what what's the relevancy of of the rules and and maybe even the mechanics of of how what what was that official doing in that in that moment. So um, I, I, I'm a big proponent of of us being as open and out there as we can with the public without engaging negatively, um, because I know there's a lot of negative engagement from the public um, when it comes to officials. But it, it, it certainly I think I think the more we can be out there um, in a positive manner and in, in an explanatory manner, I think that helps. I think the what the uh, what they do on TV for the NFL and college games where they have an official there. I don't always agree with what that official's saying. And he's got more experience than I do. So he's probably right and I'm probably wrong, but I don't always agree with him. Um, but I, yeah. I, I, I do, I, I do like that they have somebody there to talk about them. Maybe that's only my bias because I'm an official. I like having that guy there, but they seem to be expanding it. So it seems to be catching on. Right. I, I did. I listened to your, I believe it was your last podcast. You were talking about the other officiating podcasts that are out there. And yeah, you had made the same statement that uh, I told Larry. I said, I don't really agree with that Dean Blandino. I enjoy his pod- podcast, but I really don't agree with some of the stuff he says. And when you kind of, uh, you said you had the same uh, opinion on that. So it made me feel <laughs> a little bit better. And I wasn't the only one that thought that. Well, and, and and I don't remember the exact uh, the, the like scenarios that I was disagreeing with him on. And of course, this year he's the actual um, coordinator of replay officials for the NCAA, so he's he's right there in the middle of of all of it this year, as he has been most years. Um, but he's he's got a very official position, and and um, he's he's got the knowledge to do it. So if I disagree yeah. with him, that's probably more my problem than his. <laughs> Well, same here. I just, I was just going to let you know I agreed with you on what you had said. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> well, well, very good. So what, what I'll do is I'm looking at the uh, KICM uh, webpage right now. There's a listen live button. So um, I'm going to put this up there. Um, and, and your radio show is only during the season, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Very good. So I'll put it up there. Um, if I remember, and, and please, you all remind me during the season. Um, I'll, I'll make sure to promote it that way people can, can listen in if they want. Um, and, and if you're able to get the archives up, let me know. And, and again, I'll be glad to share that with everybody out here as far as, uh, as far as getting y'all, um, more exposure from outside the Oklahoma area. Well, it's, you know, it's for, it's for coaches, it's for fans, it's for players. 
and it's for other officials to yeah. uh, to send to send questions in. So sure. I mean, nobody knows everything. No. Nope. So, uh, it, it's certainly certainly uh, uh, you know an avenue to to take. I mean, and, and you know we have we have some uh, so what some some uh, repeat some repeat uh, callers that you know that send that they're every week doing things. And uh, I mean, just anybody that anybody that needs to know or wants to know. I mean, you can Google so many things now, so they can get close. They may not get exact, but they can get close. But if you wanna if you wanna know something about a rule there, what the rule is for a, a specific thing there, then uh, that's what it's for. It's for these people to uh, to call in or, or email in or whatever, so that uh, uh, we can get that stuff answered for them and, and get them get them educated. Yeah, and on the you're on the KICM website. If you go, I believe it says the interact uh, yeah. button on that website. If there should be a drop down menu, it says the reps corner, and that's how you get to us to email a question. Yep, I, it's right there. Well, great, great. Uh, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll include that as well. So um, that that's really cool, and 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 I I, I hope y'all keep it up, and 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 hope uh, hope it does really well out there in in Oklahoma. So well, we think the same thing. The same thing at your. Let me, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. Uh, please. The same thing with with your podcast here. Uh, we Mike and I have been doing this show for a year or two. And then we're like, man, there need we need to we need to expand out and, and do a podcast because we had looked and we couldn't we really didn't find anything on you know high school with federation rules and and whatnot out there. And then he he might found your podcast out there, and I was like, all right, good. Now we just have to do the radio show. There's a there's already a guy out there doing the podcast. Yeah. So we appreciate what you're doing. Uh, we were going to do it, and till we found till we found you, and then we was like, hey. That's you've got it covered. You're, you're, doing, you're doing a great job with what's going on here. It's it's very, very, very fun to listen to. Well, well, great. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, I, I appreciate that for sure. What, what, one thing we do, as, as you all know, if, uh, you've listened, we, we try and bring in a couple of uh, plays that, that people have seen that might be good to talk about because they were different or weird or, or they're just good teaching plays. Do you all have a play or two from previous seasons that you've seen that you think fit that, that criteria? One thing, one thing that's, that's uh, a little bit weird um, that we, that we've had was, like I said, we're, we're in Southern Oklahoma. So Ardmore is roughly at mile marker 30. So we're 30 miles north of the Red River. Well, um, we have we have Texas schools that the non-conference or, or non-district games, we will have some Texas schools that will come up and play uh, some of our area schools. And then, you know, the next year, our area schools will go down and play the Texas schools. Well, Texas plays NC2A rules. Right. And Oklahoma plays federation rules. So we've had some, you know, we've had some instances on, let's say, uh, you know, a block extra point or, a, a, you know, a, a two point conversion interception um, that they can take back in Texas. But in Oklahoma, it's dead immediately. Once the kick is no is deemed to be no good, it's dead. And once uh, a change of possession has happened on the on the uh, a two point conversion, then it's thing to be dead. Right. And so that's 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 been a deal where, uh, you know, the Oklahoma sidelines going, what do they think they're doing over there, Texas people? And the Texas people are going, what are those referees doing out there? Why are they blowing it dead? Do they not know you can run that back? You know. So that that's that's just uh, that's something that kind of jumps out uh, to me right there. 
do you know if yeah. do you know if the uh do you know if the teams prepare uh or, or if somebody has prepared something for the Oklahoma teams when they go to play in Texas do they do they have a sheet that they 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 all have that they can look at and go okay when we're down there we got to remember these things I mean they don't act like it because <laughs> that's happened that's happened several times you know on on the extra point uh deal right there and uh you know one year uh Deion Sanders everybody knows who Deion Sanders is primetime had started an academy in Prosper Texas or right down there in that area Prosper mm-hmm. McKinney Crypto Cinematic Plus and and he he had a it's a it's a it was a it was a just a private private academy that he started and um my son was on the on the Ardmore's team at that time when that night we played, and I was down on his sideline working, helping the chain crew out over there because I'm responsible for those guys as well, uh, getting the chain crew every week for Ardmore. And uh, and they they uh, they either I can't remember now if it was a blocked extra point or if it was a uh, just a two point conversion. It was a pick, and they did not understand at all why they didn't get to go down and get to two points. Right. Right. And, right. Uh, and so I, you know, I don't know if they don't take time. I don't know if they just in the moment, not thinking about it. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a harder conversion for the Oklahoma people to go down there. Um, I mean, cause, cause the Texas guys will, jump off sides and get back like you can in college if you get back and don't cause an offensive jump you know how that works oh yeah uh, they you know ncaa they it's different than the federation so once you break the plane here you're you've encroached and uh and the blocking blow the waste some of the different stuff i mean you don't want to take your oklahoma team down there and all of a sudden start blocking blow the waste at some point in time in the game and then come back here and then the next game you've practiced that all week or whatever and you and you went out there and played the game and now all of a sudden, you've you've got five different block and blow the waste penalties in this game from your uh, from your wideout or whatever. So, sure, um, I, you know, I, I don't know what they do to answer your question on that, Don. I don't know if they if they have. Uh, I, I would think they would have to do a little bit of homework on their own there to to really know what's going on because the Texas officials down there are going to officiate NCAA rules and the Oklahoma guys we're going to go with, with the federation rules and that's how we're playing the game. Well, sure. one thing that we did, uh, me and your dad, I, I'm the umpire, so I go with uh, Larry's dad, who's the white hats, talk to the coaches before the game. We always do try to do some preventive officiating and talk to the Texas coaches about the rule differences. And some of them, they are fairly familiar with it, but it's one guy told me, he said, hey, habit is habit. So we're going to probably have a few, you know, have a few miscues yeah and uh, they're pretty understanding about it but but he's right i mean they practice one way to play a 12 game schedule and then they come to oklahoma and it's going to be a little bit different so i think that they do the best they can but i mean they're used to playing one way so it is kind of a handicap for them to come up here or us to go down there but we try to educate the coaches as much as we can whenever we talk to them in pre-game right right yeah, well, cool, yeah. cool. That 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 is an interesting little twist that that happens. That's that that's interesting. So, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. I, I appreciate y'all taking your time um, to to join me this evening. Um, it was really great to have you. 
It's our pleasure, man. We appreciate you. Uh, Absolutely. Appreciate you. Appreciate the invite for sure. For sure. And, and maybe we'll, as we get closer to the season, we'll have you all back on again. We'll find another topic to talk about. Sounds good. That would be great. Okay. Well, thanks guys. You have a great evening. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.